Games rated E to T. Welcome to Nintendo Power Podcast. This episode, we go bananas for Nintendo's number one ape, Donkey Kong. My name is Chris Slate. On May 4th, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze finally comes to Nintendo Switch, and it's going to bring with it Funky Kong and the new Funky Mode. And since our podcast, this episode is going to post around the same time, and because we're huge fans of Donkey Kong and the Donkey Kong Country series, we thought it would be fun to have a funky mode of our own here on the show. And so everything we're going to talk about this month is going to be themed around Donkey Kong, both the new games and and the classic games as well. Joining me today are two members of Nintendo Treehouse, Samantha Robertson and Todd Buchel. Thanks for coming on the show. Yep, thanks for having us. I appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Right. Well, starting off with pros picks like we normally do, and in keeping with this episode's theme, I thought it would be fun for us each list our three favorite Donkey Kong games. So, Sam, do you want to start us off? Sure. So I, I actually brought a visual aid in. I know with a podcast, it's a little hard to share, but just so you guys can see, the very first Donkey Kong game I ever played was actually Donkey Kong 2, the Game & Watch. And oh, I managed wow. to find that in with my kit. So I've got my old Game & Watch here. Uh, my dad picked it up for us back when we were living in Hong Kong. And it's, it's such a basic game by today's standards, but this was my, I think, very first handheld gaming experience and also my very first brush with Donkey Kong. So this one's got a very special place in my heart and maybe I'll toss some batteries in it again, see if it keeps working. But uh, that's definitely on my list. That thing is in pristine condition, by the way. It's beautiful. We were very careful. I've I've got the box here. We we were careful kids. So my sister and I were able to keep a lot of our old gaming gear in pretty decent shape. Nice. Uh, That's amazing because I actually used to have that exact same game and watch. For real? Yeah. And it wasn't in nearly that good of condition even back then, but I used to take it to school and kind of play it during lunch. We need to see if we can get those working again. (laughs) We need some batteries after this. Um, (laughs) After that, I think probably Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest uh, for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Specifically, if I remember right, that's where Dixie came in. And she is one of my favorite partner Kongs. I really love Dixie, and it was awesome to have her come into the game. So that one's got a special place for me as well. But uh, honestly, I think my favorite is actually Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. I really love the game uh, back when it came out for the Wii U and now having a chance to help out with getting it ready to go on Switch. I'm really excited to get more folks into this game. Good list. Can't really find any fault with any of those picks. Todd, Oof. how about you? Oh, this, this is a tough one. Uh, Donkey Kong's probably my favorite Nintendo character. So it's kind of like choo- having to choose your favorite, favorite childs. But... Uh, I think maybe at the bottom of the list, I'll start with uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. I really loved how the unique controls using the bongos uh, and just it, it was felt like a Donkey Kong Country game, but it was a great little twist. Uh, yeah, that's a real hidden gem. I think a lot of people overlook that game. Yeah, no, and I, I loved it when it came out again uh, on Wii as well. Uh, and then for D, uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns would be my second. Retro being able to take such a uh, such a well-loved franchise and bring it back uh, to modern day. Uh, and I also kind of fell in love with the Tiki Tac tribe. Uh, I thought they were a great new enemy base uh, for the Kongs in that game. But my all-time, and I know this isn't a DK game, but it's Punch-Out for Wii. Uh, just because <laughs> DK's been in the background of all these, uh, of all the Punch-Out games. And then you got far enough and bam, he was right there for you to be able to actually fight. But 
the odd thing for me is I enjoyed losing against him more because he'd throw you over the shoulder and jump out of the <laughs> ring. And it was just a really great presentation moment. Yeah, I remember uh, that was quite a cool surprise in that game. I don't remember if I ever got to him because um, for Mark, remember, it was really tough to do that. But uh, I saw the, like a screenshot or something and uh, lost my mind. Yeah, no, it, uh, it, it took a little practice, but uh, I'd, I'd highly recommend getting back into it and giving it a shot if you can. One of these days. Yeah. All right, so from my list, uh, at number three, I put um, Donkey Kong, the, uh, the Game Boy game that came out in 1994. Mm. It was just called Donkey Kong, but it wasn't simply uh, uh, like a port of the original arcade game. Uh, it started with those same levels, but then it went way beyond that with, with tons of new levels, and, and it was like a mixture of, of platforming and puzzle solving that I just thought was, was really amazing. Um, and then at number two, I've got uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which honestly probably is, if I was going to play any of the Donkey Kong games, is the one I would I'd be want to play the most. Um, it's my favorite of the Donkey Kong Country series. But I picked my number one game based purely on nostalgia, and that's the original arcade Donkey Kong, because I'm old enough to remember you know, <laughs> playing that in the arcades as a kid, and it was uh, as much as I, I spent like every weekend at the arcades, that was my favorite game. So... It's hard not to put that at number one for me. So that means now you've got to track down a cabinet so you can get one uh, in your garage or something now. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I, always, um, I always thought if I got an arcade cabinet, which I've never had room for it, but I always thought if I only could get one, that would be the game. Uh, a, you know, a decent, you know, in, in shape version of Donkey Kong would be great. It's kind of the dream. We've talked about trying to set up our garage or basement somewhere to get some cabinets going, and then you have to make that short list of what the cabinets would be if you could have the space. I know. You know, the problem is I live on the uh, the West Coast, and, uh, you know, a lot of my family on the East Coast, you know, there you tend to get houses with basements, you know, when you're not in earthquake territory. <laughs> and, you know, that would be the dream is to turn the basement down into, you know, some ultimate man cave arcade, um, and, and uh, Donkey Kong would be in there for sure. You know, and the record's up for... Uh Records up again. You should start playing. Go after it. Oh, I know. You know, I've I've followed uh, through the years a lot of that back and forth of people claiming the 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 world record for the highest score on that game, and it is uh, it is intense. It's mm-hmm. been entertaining just to follow the news. I could never hang with those guys. You know, next I thought we would go to uh, Warp Zone, which is uh, the you know quiz we have just about every episode, but this time we want to do it a little bit differently. Um, now, usually we go back 10, 20, 30 years, and we look at games that came out during the same month. This time, I want to stick just with, with uh, Donkey Kong games. Um, you know, this could be from Donkey Kong Country. This could be from any other game that, that had Donkey Kong in it. So I want to see if uh, I can give a few hints and see if you guys can guess um, three of these games. Are you ready? Uh, ready as I'll ever Let's be. Let's try it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these are pretty tricky. I'll warn you now. All right. The first one uh, is 14 years ago. This is in 2004. And the clues are, uh, this is a game for GameCube. Um, you, you actually use the bongo controllers. And um, you use them to play along with pop songs, classic rock, uh, and even the Legend of Zelda theme. Any guesses on what this game is? Todd, I believe you know this one. Uh, are we talking Donkey Konga 1 or Donkey Konga 2? Uh, you know, I guess I'll accept either one, but I was right. specifically thinking of Donkey Konga 1, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess you mentioned the other uh, Bongo GameCube game earlier with uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, so mm-hmm. good one there. I figured you spent some time with that one if you already had the Bongos ready to go. Pretty right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, those are the two games. <laughs> Got to get the full use out of those Bongos. Don't be spotting me points now. Let's, let's go here. <laughs> All right, next up is in 1995. This is 23 years ago. Uh, the clues, this game took the Donkey Kong Country-style gameplay and started a kind of a spinoff series on Game Boy, um, complete with digitized graphics. 
And also it came in a banana yellow cartridge. Mm-hmm. Any guesses on what this is? Um, I want to say Donkey Kong Land? That's it. Donkey nice. Kong Land. Nice. Man, uh, I miss colored cartridges, by the way. That it was kind cool. of fun when you had that one odd liar in your shelf of games where something would be like blue or gold or really well, draw the attention. Yeah, I remember the, uh, especially for Donkey Kong 64, you know, we had the special colored uh, Nintendo 64 consoles as well. Oh, that's right. So you can mix right. and match, yeah. It's also a good excuse to come up with fun color names like Banana Yellow. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, last one. This is 36 years ago. This is 1982. So we're going way back. This game started in the arcade, and in this one, you had to save Donkey Kong, <laughs> and Mario was your enemy. Any guesses? All right, well, I, I know who's in it, so um, uh, Donkey Kong Jr. is yeah. who you play in that game? Is it? It's Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah, DK. that's it. Donkey Kong Jr. Donkey Kong Jr., and that game came out on the NES in uh, 86 as well. Weird turn for Mario when you think about it, like, darn you, Mario. <laughs> I know. I want the whole like backstory and lore of that game. Like, was it all revenge for Donkey Kong One? Like, why did Mario have to kidnap the ape and hide him from his son? <laughs> At least I feel like this point with Odyssey, everything's in a good place. They worked it out. We, like Pauline yeah. and Donkey Kong have obviously worked out their differences. She's let all these streets and things in her city be named after Donkey Kong characters. It's uh, pretty mm-hmm. fun if you run around New Donk City and pay attention to street names and even shop names. There's a lot of Donkey Kong infusion in there, so. I guess they all got together around a table at some point. They had some coffee. They sorted it out. Yeah, they're all, all good. good they, now. Yeah, yeah. They they play sports together. They you know race carts together. It's all good. I like to still think of him as Jumpman back in the arcade. Anyhow, so that's what like, he was a troublemaker. Troublemaker. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know he he. Everyone grew up. It's all good. All right, well, next up, we have Players Pulse. Um, now, for this edition, we asked for um, listeners' questions um, through Twitter, specifically regarding Donkey Kong. And the first one comes from Mark Ward, and he asks, considering the basic mechanics of Donkey Kong and 2D Mario games are the same, basically you run right, jump on platforms, jump on enemies, etc., what approach is taken to ensure that a Donkey Kong Country game feels different than a Mario game? Big question. Yeah. I don't know that we could necessarily speak fully to the approach that the developers take but uh one thing that that comes to my mind is i think that that jumping and doing all those actions feels quite a bit different in Mm -hmm. the donkey kong country games wouldn't you say you know i always felt it was especially the super nintendo versions were were almost more of a rhythm game versus kind of you know the the original marios as well where you know once you started to kind of you know bop or bounce off the top of one of the enemies you got in the groove and you just kind of kept that going through the level you know and it just kind of you just got in sync you know or got in the groove and that that's always what really kind of attracted me to that game and kept me playing um, let alone just you know being able to use the you know the updated graphics uh, chip from super nintendo back in the day yeah i think one thing that really sticks with me about and I guess this is true of the Mario series as well as the Donkey Kong series, but I feel like a lot of care was put into really considering the physicality of the characters mm-hmm. while they were designing how they move, how they feel, making them feel distinct. Uh, if you think of the Mario equivalent with uh, Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach having different kind of jump mechanics, they they handle a little bit differently, you get a different kind of sense of uh, weight almost and uh dexterity as you're playing them. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that you've got in the Donkey Kong series as well, uh, especially looking at you know what Retro's done in the more recent installments. 
it really feels when you're playing, like if you're Donkey Kong, you feel big and powerful and the way you move and the way your momentum kind of carries through jumps and things like that really gives you a sense of the physicality of being a Kong. But then when you switch over to mm -hmm. maybe playing as Diddy or Dixie or Cranky, one of the smaller, lighter Kongs, a, a lot of love I think has been put into making sure that they feel like distinct individuals. And that's something that will make the platforming different across the two series because you've got a group of Kongs versus the Mario crew. Well, and you brought up a good point with the weight as well because the items also had weight to them. Yeah, like when you, you pick up you, a barrel and start hauling it around. You'd be hauling around and, and they'd be, you know, there would be that sense that they're just a little bit slower. They'd go to throw it and it, it, it wouldn't be, you know, super quick. You know, it was like there was the weight that they'd be, you know, having to heave this barrel and roll it after, the, you know, down the hill type thing. Was, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's something that I always felt when I control Donkey Kong is, is he feels heavy to me. And, uh, and then like you touched on, whether you're riding on the back of a rhinoceros or doing the minecart levels or you know, shooting from barrel to barrel, there's all these different you know, distinctive elements that make a Donkey Kong Country game feel unique. Yeah, especially with Donkey Kong Country Returns and Donkey Kong uh, Country Tropical Freeze, where each of the Kongs, is, you know, Sam, you pointed out, they have their special abilities. Uh, and then you know, when the two Kongs can come together and actually stack you know, and mm. how then that also kind of adjusts how, say, DK can play because Diddy is now, you know, on his back, you know, or especially when you get uh, Dixie as well. Uh, it really changes up the gameplay and allows you to kind of go after each one of the levels in a unique way, depending on which buddy we have at that time. Mm. Definitely. All right. The next question comes from Santiago Riveros, who asks, who is developing Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze for Nintendo Switch? So that would be Retro. They yeah. are back to Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. They were the developer of the original game and really glad to have them back with this. I think especially with the implementation of Funky Kong, who's never been playable in the Donkey <laughs> Kong Country series. It's really great to have them back to really make sure he feels like a unique and distinct Kong. And I think they've done a really fantastic job of that when you jump into the gameplay. He's not a reskinned Donkey Kong. He doesn't feel at all like Donkey or handle like the other Kongs. He really is a unique character and everything from his idle animations to the way he moves when you're rolling or swimming or jumping. He's really got a lot of personality and a very different feel and kind of different heft to him as well. Mm -hmm. Also thinking that he's got this surfboard in play where his jumping dynamics really change compared to the other Kongs because of that. Must have been fun for the guys at Retro to come back after they'd already put a game out, you know, a little while ago and, and just find new fun ways to make it even better. Well, and it, it works really well on Nintendo Switch as well. You know, the, the let alone, you know, the beautiful graphics. Nothing's changed there. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the portability and also uh, we could just sit here on an airplane, you know, and I could just hand Sam, you know, a Joy-Con and we can start playing very, very quickly in a two-player mode as well. It's, 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 it's seamless and it, it really feels good to play uh, on, on Nintendo Switch. Okay, now we get a question from Meme who asks, who are your favorite Kongs? Also, what is your favorite boss from the Donkey Kong Country games? Sounds like uh, some tough tough decisions to be made here. So Kongs first, I guess. We'll do hmm. Kongs and then bosses. Um, We're back to picking our favorite children yet again. Like, so what's, I, I, what's with these questions? I already said Dixie. Um, I've got a real soft spot for Dixie. As a partner Kong, I love her moveset. She's just so incredibly useful. And she's just a lot of fun. I, I really like her as this fun, sassy character who just adds so much to the gameplay. And it's really nice to get access, especially to her um, kind of hovering ponytail move. And yeah, fantastic underwater skills as well. So I really dig her. But 
I actually am a big fan of Funky. Mm. Uh, I've always enjoyed the character <laughs> and the design, and it was so fun to find out that he was going to be a playable character in the Donkey Kong Country series finally, because he's always had tangential roles and he's been playable in other games across the Donkey Kong universe. But to actually have him playable in Country is really fun. And as soon as I got my hands on him, uh, I'm honestly really excited to see how speedrunners handle him because he's a race car if you handle him properly. He's really mm. fun and he shaves a lot of time off if you know exactly how you're executing through mm -hmm. a level. So I think we're going to see some really impressive new speedrun times come out of using Funky, but he's just fun to watch. Everything from his idle animations and just the, the personality he brings to the game, he's just really fun to play as. Yeah, he's... Uh I wanted to choose Funky. I just I you couldn't. can choose Funky too. No, I can't Aww. because I, I've got to go with probably one of the most, you know, uh, underappreciated Kongs, which Ooh, is okay. Kitty from okay. Donkey Kong Country Three. Oh, yeah. So back in the day, I actually was uh, lucky enough to be a product tester, uh, and that was one of the first games that I I tested from start to finish. Uh, and so I actually back then I don't think we really referred to it as speed running, but I was. That was my role, was to beat the mm. game and find out, okay, what's new, 100% it, can it be done or not, you know, so we could, you know, we, we could get on with what we needed to do to uh, complete the game. And between Kitty and Dixie, those two, it, yeah, being able to 100% the game and, and look around and everyone's like, How, how'd you do that? Because Kitty, at that point, uh, hit a new role. That was his kind of, uh, his key um, move. And so you, if you could time it right, you could just continue that role and have it go throughout the whole level. And he could knock over enemies, bounce across water. It was it was awesome because everyone's just kind of looking at you like, I didn't know you could do that with them. Man, so I'm going to talk to you later about your behind-the-scenes testing experience yeah, on that. That's cool. Yeah, maybe a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for me, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe this is a bit of a boring choice, but if I had to pick one Kong, it's got to be Donkey Kong because he's mm -hmm. the original. He's, like I said, I fell in love with uh, with the original arcade game. But um, Funky Kong gets an honorable mention. And he, I've mentioned on the show before, he's a, he's a Kong that I, for whatever reason, didn't initially take to. But by the time he, he appeared in Mario Kart Wii and he was just like so you know, outrageously funky. Um, I really started to like the character, so I was really happy to see him show up uh, as a playable character in, in Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Now, what about bosses? Do you guys remember a specific boss in any of the games that really stood out to you? Mm. Hmm. I love Squidicus from Donkey Kong Country Returns, but I, I know he's not really a boss, but oh, right. the massive squid that was uh, kind of behind uh, in Stormy Shores, uh, and then you'd interact with them. He's he's also returned in uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze as well. But just, I don't know, there was something about how he would, it was f new and fresh of how, you know, for a Donkey Kong game that you'd be interacting with this character in the background. Plus just the fact, I mean, he had all, all eight legs just trying to stop your path and you had to kind of really think it through. Uh, but I guess if we had to go with a boss... I'm going to be sticking with Donkey Kong uh, Country Returns, Bashmaster. I mean, mm, yep. loved Bashmaster. Sorry, that, uh, Tropical Freeze. Let me change that up here. <laughs> not, <laughs> not Returns. Uh, my bad on that one. Bashmaster. It's something with a polar bear and a big uh, hammer. He, and every time he'd fall in the water, he comes back up. You know, you could just see he he didn't want to be you know fighting. He wanted his popsicle. You know, and yeah. yeah, that was his whole his whole angst. You know, it was just it was just fun to see. I was gonna say that I love that the whole fight starts essentially because you make him drop his popsicle. Yeah, 
<laughs> it's funny. I just heard Bashmaster, and yeah, he's on my list as well. Uh, I love during that boss fight, you keep knocking him into the giant juice pool that you mm-hmm. guys are floating in as you're battling. And as you go, and he gets plunked in there over and over and over again, and he redder. starts coming out like his fur is getting dyed with yeah. juice. And he's, yeah, <laughs> design-wise, he's really, really awesome. Thinking of others, um, I always like Ninja Kong's design. Actually, from Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, I think mm, he just mm-hmm. looks really, really cool. And I feel like we got to throw a little bit of love out to the Kremlings, too, because they... Uh, yeah, absolutely, those guys. And this may be because I just replayed this boss the other night, but the one I would pick is Scowl, who was the mm. second boss in uh, Donkey Kong Country mm. Tropical Freeze. And mm-hmm. he's, um, a lot of the bosses in this game, or in the series, really are are quite... You know, the fights are quite long, and they're multi-phased. kind of And uh, so the one thing I like about... Uh, about this boss is there's a lot of different things he throws at you. He's throwing the the, the feathers that you have to dodge. Then the, he's dropping the eggs that you have to use against him. Um, then um, then he's like got the little guys dive bombing you. So I just like how um, he keeps changing things up and really keeps you on your toes. Yeah, we'll say his entrance animation is really fun when you actually stumble on him and all of his cronies going after the banana. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say the set. I like the setting of that boss battle as well. You know, I thought yeah, they did a cool. really, really good job making it, you know, feel that you're in, I don't know, I want to say Nordic, but that's not the, uh, probably the proper location. <laughs> right. I uh, get the, I get where you're going there. There's a certain kind of vibe there. And, and I like how it starts out really low in the platform, you know, there's like three stages and you mm-hmm. end up fighting kind of in the sky. Yep. So all pretty cool choices there. We got one more question. It comes from Ducky Quackington. That who, is a uh, name. Right? All right. Yeah. Let's and he asks in a, 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 a question appropriate of his name. Why is Funky so radical? <laughs> oh, wow. I don't, know if, I don't know if this is a question easily answered. But I would just he say just that. He is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think if we just look at him in general, how he's evolved through the series, he's always been kind of the, you know, I'll say the fun-loving Kong. He's always there. You know, he's always, you know, helping the Kongs out in some way in some way, selling them items, giving them vehicles to traverse, you know, through the game. But he's always just kind of laid back and having a great time. He's just kind of, I don't don't want to say the California surfer dude, uh, (laughs) but, you know, he kind of, he just has that vibe. What you see with Funky is what you get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he's got a good approach to life, just kind of goes with the flow, relaxes, knows how to have a good time, just take it easy, get some surfing in. Sounds like not a bad way to live. No. Yeah. I mean, if I could just live my life in funky mode all the time, that would basically be the ideal. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again for sending in all those questions. And now we're going to move on to game forecast. I'm going to quickly run through some of the notable new games coming out this month just to make sure everyone uh, keeps these in mind. For Nintendo Switch, we have Battle Chasers Night War on May 15th, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition on May 18th, Little Nightmares Complete Edition on May 18th, Runner 3 on May 22nd, Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2 on May 22nd, and Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection on May 29th, and Just Shapes and Beats on May 31st. And then for Nintendo 3DS, we have Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers on May 24th. Um, Actually, there's a lot on this list that kind of pops off to me. Is there anything there that you guys are particularly keeping your eye on? Yeah, I'm looking forward. Uh, I love Dylan's Rolling Western, so I want to see uh, how the, the new one's uh, coming together. When it yeah, com- Hyrule Warriors is another one that I wanted to spend more time with, and I think coming back to the Switch, I can jump back in. And if I can take it with me on the go, uh, 
maybe a little bit more of a chance to get through everything and try to 100%. Yeah, I, that was a, what I loved about uh, Fire Emblem. Uh, same thing, you know, being able to, you know, take that uh, take that on the go since it's such a, a involving game. You know, I thought, oh, I could just sit down and play it. I'm like, no, now I'm want to try to collect every every character, unlock everything I can. So it's a fun one as well for that mm. reason. I've always had this dream that uh, will probably never be realized that I would one day become great at Street Fighter Three. So I'm uh, maybe going to finally give it another shot here with the uh, 30th anniversary collection. Good luck. <laughs> look, look, look me up. We can uh, play online together. <laughs> great. Right, right. yeah. One of these days I'll master that parry timing. That's right. <laughs> All right. Now I wanted to, to talk specifically about Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Um, you know, obviously uh, the game, I think, got a lot of great attention on Wii U, but I think there's going to be a lot of people who are maybe um, kind of learning about this game or playing it for the first time on Nintendo Switch. So before we dig too deep into what's changed, um, Sam, I wondered if you might just kind of uh, give us all a quick primer on, on what this game's all about. Sure. So the original uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze came out in 2014 for the Wii U. And what we've got here is everything from the original game plus a bunch of new content and new features. So if you played the Wii U game, uh, you ever thought about coming back to it, trying it out again, this is a great time to get the game again and be able to take it portably with you. And we can go into some of the details about all the new functionality and features as well. But as far as the basic storyline goes, you've got uh, DK and his friends hanging out at his house, celebrating, having a party, and suddenly over the horizon, all of these huge ships start sailing across the ocean. And it's the snowmads, these sort of Nordic themed bad guys who swept in and decided that they're going to make DK Island their new home base. Uh, don't want to spoil too many surprises as far as how this happens, how it goes about for people who haven't played the game yet and are hoping to jump into it. But long story short, they take over the island, they kick the Kongs off, and then as DK and crew, you're trying to get back home and take your home island back from the Snowmads. Now, the original version of the game um, with the original kind of rule set and, and characters uh, that's still in the game in addition to funky mode. Can you maybe explain uh, on, you know, what some of those differences are? Absolutely. So uh, once you start up the game, you have a choice between original mode and funky mode. And you actually have three save files. So you could be playing an original mode game and a funky mode game, and then you've still got a save file spare. If you go with original mode, you're going to have the original experience. So you're going to be able to play as Donkey Kong with your partner Kongs, Cranky, Dixie, and Diddy. It's one or two player gameplay and has all of the mechanics and everything that folks remember from the original Wii U game. If you go with funky mode, you actually get to choose between playing as Funky Kong or Donkey Kong. So if you really love Donkey Kong, you can stick with Donkey throughout the entire experience, or you can play as Funky Kong. So if you play funky mode as Donkey Kong, you're going to get um, extra heart for you and your Kong partners. Items are going to cost less in Funky's Fly-and-Buy, which is the in-game store. And some of the item mechanics have changed as well. So some are going to be a little bit more effective. They're going to work a little differently. So essentially, you're going to get a little bit more bang for your buck with the banana coins when you shop at Funky's Fly-and-Buy. Uh, on the item side as well, uh, the number of items you can take into a level has increased. And instead of having to set your loadout at the beginning of a level, you'll actually be able to set your loadout partway through, which is great if you weren't really sure what to expect when you jump into a level. You get in there, you hit a sticking point, and you realize, wow, I really wish I'd brought one of those in with me. You can just change up your loadout while you're in the game. 
uh, as you're going through uh, Kong letters, uh, folks who've played uh, Donkey Kong Country games before will know that one of the key collectibles are K-O-N-G. And if you find all those letters, it's a good time. You want to get all the letters, all the collectibles you can in this game in order to unlock everything the game has to offer. In original mode, if you went through a run of a level and you didn't get all those letters, you had to go back in and try again to get all of them because you really needed to get them all in one go. In funky mode, if you collect, say, the K, the N, and the G, next time you go through, you just need to find the O. So it's going to be a lot easier to clear out those collectibles, especially if you hit a stage that's given you a really hard time because you don't have to get all of them in one sweep. And that's helpful because I would I would tend to, if, I, if I'm like in a minecart level and I pass the O, I'll just go right off a cliff just so I can go yeah, back to bail. the last checkpoint. Yeah, Like this run's done. <laughs> Into the abyss I go. And uh, actually speaking to that same idea as far as um, having a challenging time, you know, getting everything you want to out of a level as well, another new mechanic that's been introduced in funky mode is there's actually going to be a skip level mechanic that comes up if you are really having a hard time with a level. The game's going to pick up on that and it's going to offer you the chance to skip the level. So it's not going to let you skip every kind of level. Some of the levels, like I say a boss level, you are going to need to complete to progress, but it's going to make it a lot easier to get through, say, a really hard minecart level that you're just banging your head against the wall on and you just feel like, okay, I want to get forward in the game. I'll come back to this. I'm still going to get everything done, but I just need a little break from this one level before I jump back in. And doesn't it, if you skip a level like that, doesn't it kind of mark it somehow? I think there's like a little symbol on the map screen to let you know that you've skipped that one so you can come back and try it again later? Yep. So it'll let you know. So it's really easy to come back later and decide, okay, maybe I've had a breather. I've kind of centered myself. I feel a little bit more calm. Now I'm going to jump back in, especially rocket barrel levels. I feel like every once in a while, I just need to set the game down, take a break, and then come back and rocket barrel it again. So it's a really Mm -hmm. nice feature for folks who just want to enjoy the story and then come back on their own time and try to get everything there is to offer. Oh, I was going to say, in funky mode, it's also really fun that uh, the the collectible dioramas changed. So yeah, now for completionists or people, you know, everyone, myself, I love, you know, I love the dioramas, the detail and being able to look at them uh, and being able to now do so and have, have Funky involved with them uh, was was a huge surprise uh, when I got my first one. Yeah, there's actually a new toy in the capsule toy machine mm-hmm. as well for collectors. So we do have a new character, Tox, a new parrot who will take over at Funky's Fly and Buy if you decide to play as Funky in Funky mode. And playing as Funky in Funky mode gives you a few extra advantages. So you get all the benefits we just talked about that you get if you're playing as DK in Funky mode. On top of that, he's an incredibly powerful Kong with some really impressive moves that you can use to uh, overcome a lot of the really t- difficult challenges in the game. Uh, he can perform infinite rolls. He can swim underwater indefinitely. He's got a pretty cool special mask that lets him do that. So really helpful on underwater levels. Uh, he can double jump. He can hover. Uh, really, he's just got a pretty sweet bag of tricks when it comes to uh, speed running or just getting all of those hard-to-find collectibles. And he's got l- plenty of hearts. He's a very healthy Kong. I think that's a really interesting point I hadn't considered before, is that using his uh, the, using Funky Kong's additional abilities, you can really put together these great speed runs because now you can kind of look at that character as as being you know, a great character for maybe beginning players, but then also for really advanced players who want to really make the most of all those moves. Yeah, I think it's going to be really fun to see what folks get up to when they get their hands on him. Yeah. So looking yeah, I, forward to seeing those speedrun numbers come in. Yeah, I was going to say he probably has the most balanced tool set or move set in the game, uh, you know, with with the surfboard and with his abilities, um, you know, to to pounce off the top of the Snowmads, you know, where other Kongs you, you, you'd have to avoid. I think mean, Cranky would have been the only other, 
you know, say Kong that allowed for easy ability to kind of bounce off the top of the, the spiky, you know, Viking type hats, you know, so uh, he, it, he's just a lot of fun to use, you yeah. know, and he is, and he's, you know, I think that laid back uh, lifestyle we're talking about really paid off because he's got that extra life going on. He was completely relaxed, you know, double the hearts. <laughs> Yeah, and actually, it's a uh, it's uh, good to remind me that the spike protection, yeah, with his surfboard, mm-hmm. um, so he's not completely immune to spikes. He can still get damaged right. from, say, the side or the top. But the fact that you can land on either spiked enemies or spiked surfaces safely makes it a lot easier to take a few leaps of faith where you're pretty sure you'll make the landing. But even if you don't, if you land in, say, a bed of thorns, you won't be able to keep moving, but you'll have a nice safe landing point from which you can jump and try to get back up to safety. Well, and same trying to, you know, the verticality of the mm. game, you know, being able to kind of hover just for a little bit and trying, you know, get that jump to go a little where you want it to land. Yeah, he's an yeah, incredibly so mobile character. Yeah, yeah, I like his hover ability a lot, although it still takes some skill to use. I've been in a couple situations already where I start hovering and I'm just slowly descending and I'm mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I'm just going to steer myself to safety over here. But my previous jump had been botched so badly that I just kind of watched myself slowly descend off the bottom of the screen. <laughs> so funky is it? He isn't a free pass. You still kind of have to know what you're doing. Absolutely. And uh, there are a couple things that Donkey Kong can do that he can't as well. So he doesn't have everything the other Kongs have to offer. Uh, One interesting difference between them is really how they deal with the other Kongs. So you think of Donkey Kong. He's a team player. He's great at pairing up with the other Kongs. So he can pair up with Diddy or Dixie or Cranky uh, in single player. Or if you're playing two player, uh, second player can always kind of hop onto his shoulders and they can do a lot of different moves together. Funky Kong kind of likes being the center of attention a little bit more. He (laughs) wants the spotlight. He can hang out with the other Kongs if you're in two-player mode. So if Todd and I were playing together, one of us could play as Funky and the other one could play as Diddy, Dixie, or Cranky. But if I was playing a single-player game with Funky, the other Kongs aren't going to make an appearance. So I'm really flying solo, and I need to make sure that you know I'm covering everything on my own move-wise. And if I'm picking up collectibles, I've got to get them all and uh, just rely on what I've got in my tool set as Funky. And Funky, as a result of not being able to pair up with those other Kongs, can't do Kong Pals, which mm-hmm. are incredibly powerful moves really helpful where if Donkey Kong's paired up with one of the others, they could execute this special move and turn all the enemies on screen. Well, most of the enemies, I say some of the enemies won't work on this, but a lot of enemies into very useful items. So that's a really nice boost that Donkey Kong can take advantage of that Funky Kong won't be able to. I've got to use that move more. I, for, for some reason, I always kind of forget that it's there. And then I see that I'm all charged up and and uh, realize I could have made things a little bit easier on myself. Yeah, it's really great. I think um, so with Diddy Kong, if you do the Kong Pow, enemies turn into red balloons. For Dixie, enemies turn into gold hearts. And then for Cranky, uh, it's banana coins, I think. But yeah, all yeah. really oh. nice stuff to have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing I found playing um, the game the last couple of nights with my, my son, who's seven, is this is one of those games where he always liked to watch me play, um, but he was always a little bit intimidated to play by himself because, like you said, it, this game can be pretty challenging. But uh, with Funky Mode now and Funky Kong, um, he's good enough to, to be able to hang in there, and he's been really enjoying it. And so we've been playing it together, and uh, and um, it's fun to kind of trade off levels that way. But at the same time, you know, uh, like last night, um, as you mentioned before, he lost enough on a level that it gave him the option to skip it. And he took that option, and immediately I'm thinking, oh, no, you know, I'm playing the save, too. I don't want to skip levels. <laughs> that's why I was happy to see that it marked that level. So, oh, okay, that's fine. He can skip it now. I know which one to come back and beat later. Yeah. I think uh, the fact that the 
this game has really opened up, I think, the possibility of Donkey Kong Country for younger players is, is something really special that we're looking forward to seeing folks get their hands on out there. We did some demos at Emerald City Comic Con this year, and we had Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze playable there for the first time. And it was really great to see all these families come by where you had parents who remember Donkey Kong from their childhoods and maybe their experience was, you know, in an arcade or it was with a Nintendo or a Super Nintendo and maybe they'd gotten out of gaming for a bit. They hadn't played for a while, but then they see this character. They have such a relationship with from their childhood and they're there with their kids and then they have a game they can get their kids into as well. And watching this kind of multi-generational Donkey Kong play go on in the booth was really special and especially seeing, you know, these really young kids who are getting into it and there's um, motion controls are an option um, for doing, say, a ground pound and watching these kids get really excited because they had their Joy-Con controller and they're like actually like they're making the move it. to do a ground these, pound yeah. and getting to feel like a big powerful Kong. But uh it was really, really fun to see how kids were able to suddenly jump into this game that, you know, generally speaking, I think has been thought of as a more challenging core experience that uh, was originally maybe just a little too difficult for folks to be able to share with their younger family members. But mm -hmm. I'm hoping it'll be a good family game. I'm really glad to hear your son's enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, we've really been enjoying it together. And like you said, it's, you know, it's opened up uh, the game to a different audience. But at the same time, if you want that, that original challenging experience, it's still there. I've got a second save going so that when my son goes to sleep, I'm playing original mode with Donkey Kong and I'm trying to, you know, find everything myself without, you know, without even having to, uh, you know, get any hints or things like that. So you can play it both ways. Oh, yeah. And if you really want to suffer, time attack is still there. Hard mode still there. And it's separate for both uh, original and mm -hmm. funky mode. So if you really want to push yourself, go hard mode original and uh, Good luck, Godspeed to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got you got to show us that save file with the two hundred percent. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that the, the, I'm most intimidated by the uh, the time attack runs. Even going back to uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns, those were just the toughest. But uh, you know, I'll hang in there. If I can if I can eventually get to Donkey Kong in uh, Punch Out on Wii, then uh, one of these days I'll also master these time runs. There you go. Uh, you know what? Actually, I think that the 200% in the Donkey Kong Country uh, series games will be a little bit easier than getting to uh, to Donkey Kong and Punch Out. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's quite a trial. It's quite a trial. I'm going to tell you. So I, I definitely stick with Tropical Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Sam and Todd, thanks so much for uh, getting funky with me today here on the podcast. Oh no worries, my pleasure. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. Well, that's it for another episode of Nintendo Power Podcast. Once again, I'd like to thank our guests, Samantha Robertson and Todd Buchel. If you have any comments or maybe some questions you'd like us to consider answering on the show, you can always email us at nintendopowerpodcast at noa.nintendo.com. Also, if you can leave us a review, we really appreciate that. And be sure to subscribe so you always get the new episodes as soon as they're ready. Thanks for listening and keep playing with power. <laughs>